All right, welcome. This is uh, episode two of the Magento uh, community podcast. We've actually not named this thing yet, uh, but <laughs> welcome back. And uh, first, yeah, first of all, uh, you know, uh, thank you for for listening, and uh, thank you for making the first episode such a success. Um, but uh, so I, I'm Philip Jackson, and uh, I'm the uh, lead Magento architect at Something Digital Magento Gold Partner in New York City, and uh, I'm joined, as always, and I can say that for real this time, yep. uh, <laughs> by Kalen Jordan. Hey, guys, Kalen here. Um, I don't think we need to give the whole intro every single time, but I'm the... <laughs> <laughs> every single both times. <laughs> Let's start. I'm going to list my whole resume. No, I, uh, yeah, I'm the uh, lead developer at cleanprogram.com and the founder of MageMail. I was really using it as a vehicle for you to promote Mage Mail better this time. Well, I appreciate that. Let me let me go ahead and do that because last time <laughs> I didn't do such a good job. <laughs> let me talk to you for a minute about Mage Mail. <laughs> yeah, I need to give like a like a proper advertisement at some point. Yeah, you'll have to. You're our sole sponsor right now. Yeah, yeah, I kind of yeah, I kind of am. Well, yeah, I'll uh, so uh, Mage Mail is uh, an email marketing. Uh, it's basically an email marketing extension. It does uh, triggered email, um, so things like abandoned cart emails, uh, product recommendation emails, um, review requests, uh, birthday, purchase anniversary um, type stuff, win back emails to kind of capture customers that haven't purchased in a while. And I was I was I was actually working on an ex I'm starting to work on an explainer video. Mm. So I've been working on my my pitch and and my value prop and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> Ooh, you sound so professional when you say things. When I say value value prop, when you and, say value uh, prop, value prop. And, uh, <laughs> so I, I'm pretty sure it's the first ever SaaS application developed specifically for Magento triggered email. So I could be I, I'm 999 percent sure about that. So. There you have it, folks. Nice. First ever SaaS app developed for Magento triggered email, and <laughs> well, congratulations. <laughs> Thanks. MageMail and MageMail is going to uh, be sponsoring Meet Magento New York, um, and and I, I I saw like a blog post this week that you guys are going to have some crazy swag. Yeah, we have some cool swag, some very very fun stuff that. Uh, Steve uh, Deckert over at Sweet Tooth. Um, I used to work at Sweet Tooth and love all those guys. And Steve is amazing. He actually, I didn't realize this until a few months in. He, have you ever seen the Magento Monday hashtag? I mean, you've seen that. Yeah, that was like a long time ago, though. Yeah, actually, it's been a, yeah, it's been a while. But I, but one day he was like, yeah, I created that. I was like, oh, nice. <laughs> so he's like a marketing genius, and he helped me. To engineer the swag, so I'm excited about. Nice. And, uh, any, yeah. any hints as to what it might be? Hints. Um. It. Uh, ooh, that's gonna be sad. I'd, I'd have to get permission from him as to whether. Because <laughs> okay. I'll just give it away. I'll be like, well, it rhymes with. <laughs> it rhymes with bat, and it, you wear it on your head. But then uh, I'd, I'd do something dumb like that. Uh. Nice. Uh. Well. Uh. So Mage Mail, Mage Mail is a cool thing. Um, I, we could label that an official cool thing. We're gonna have cool things. I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna start calling stuff cool things. We're gonna bring the word cool back. I um, thought it was back. I've been using it ever since 1994. 
<laughs> consistently. <laughs> Can we use the word tubular yet? Is that allowed? <laughs> it takes about oh, 20 years yeah. for things to come back around. Oh my gosh, speaking of 20 years, I feel so old. I just found out yesterday because um, we're this is we're doing this on a Monday, so I found out on Sunday afternoon that it's been 20 years to the day since Weezer's Buddy Holly was released. Oh my gosh, that's crazy! And that's when I was like, I'm officially old. Wow. Um, I think I was in Ooh, high school. Wee. That means like I'm coming up on a 20 year high school reunion. Anyway, wow. nobody cares about my high school reunion. Um, <laughs> we all uh, care. We all. So in news. Uh, this week we actually we have a few things. Um, so uh, again, thank you everybody for the su- success of the first podcast. Uh, we're not going to host the podcast for good on my blog, um, but uh, it it it'll be probably cross posted there for as long as I remember to do that. Um, but uh, right now we're just kind of bootstrapping. We're figuring out how how we're going to actually make this work and how often we're going to do it. Uh, but for now. Um, we're going to be doing uh, recording this with um, Google Hangouts, and so then we'll be taking the audio feed. And um, uh, so, th- if you'll uh, have a little patience and, and help us work through it, and maybe you have some tips if you do, guys do podcasts on your own, uh, we're just kind of figuring all this stuff out. So, um, Kalen already got you guys uh, on your side. You already set up the iTunes feed. Yeah, we need to get some tips from the Germans. Is yeah, what we need to do because that's what the- we need. The German see, we're just catching up to the Germans. They've had a podcast, right? They've had a German language podcast, I think. For did you ever see your? Yeah, I don't know if you ever. No, I've that. I didn't even know that existed. Yeah, no, because it's funny because I I probably like I don't know a year or more ago I was like oh I wonder if there's a Magento podcast, and I find one that has all these episodes, and then I find out it's in German, so I'm like ah. Oh. <laughs> So, but yeah, they're they don't they don't mess around. So they've been. We're gonna have to find out who does that. I wonder how angry tips. they are with all with all of us with our rhetoric about uh, this being the very first Magento podcast. That's like yeah. that's very that's distinctly American of me to be like yeah. this is the first Magento podcast. <laughs> well, no, I mean, yeah, they, they don't. I don't think they get angry. Germans are they're just Germans are they're nice. They're smart. They're the best. They're they're perfect in every way. They really are. I don't think they're mad at you, but uh, uh, so iTunes we have so we we submitted the podcast iTunes. Yes, yeah. So we did that, and um, we're approved. We are approved. We're live. I actually listened to the podcast on um, iTunes on my you know on my phone iTunes app, my podcast app, and uh, and, and we're working on all the things that that'll make us official, like a logo. Like yeah, like a decent-looking logo. And, and, uh, so that we don't get some sort of cease and desist from Magento for using the Magento logo. They wouldn't do that. They're, they would never do that. They, they would, would never, never do something corporate evil overlordish like that. <laughs> well, that someone has to protect their IP over there, Kalen. <laughs> you know how I feel about intellectual property. This is true. This is true. Um, uh, so so anyway, um, we we do have an RSS feed for it. If you search for it in iTunes, it's there. I'm gonna post the RSS feed um, in the show notes this time. I might go back and update the podcast, um, uh, uh, the, our first episode as well. Uh, but the, so we'll have the RSS feed along with uh, you know you can you can subscribe in iTunes and and that would really help us. If you have any tips for us, uh, please uh, you know comment uh, on my blog or, or shoot us an email. I don't know what email you would send it to. Tweet us. Tweet us. I'm at Phil Winkle and um, Kalen's uh, at Kalen Jordan. 
Uh, and then another uh, thing, uh, later this week we have the Magento 2 webinar, um, so you should definitely sign up for that. Um, it's it's an open to the public webinar, and uh, I believe this this time around um, they've been doing these once a quarter to kind of check in on on progress uh, of the development of Magento 2, and they kind of show off um, some 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 of the uh, new features that they've been working on in, in their current sprints. Uh, but right now, I think it's scheduled for September 11th. Um, I'll double check, double check that. But uh, they're going to talk about performance and scalability. Um, and they rolled out a few weeks ago um, official uh, Magento 2 Composer support. Um, so that's super right. cool. Um, and it looks like they're going to be demoing some of that for us on the Magento 2 webinar. Um, to sign up for the webinar, just go to magento.com and, uh, and and click around a little bit past all the marketing stuff that you will never be able to get away from, and then eventually you'll find yourself at the Magento <laughs> too. Uh, Email marketing is horrible. It's a racket. Uh, just marketing in general, I think. Uh, yeah. I you know what? actually it's funny because this came up on on uh, Twitter the other day. Uh, I was ranting about. Um, on on Magento 2 GitHub, I think it was after we we posted our uh, podcast. So um, I, I wish I had seen it beforehand because it would have been a really fun thing to talk about. But um, they actually, oh my gosh, they they they, oh no, they didn't change it yet. Uh, so Magento 2 on GitHub, the the readme says, um, and I quote, Magento Community Edition is perfect if you're a developer who wants to build your own solution on a proven flexible plat platform. Mm -hmm. So far, so good, right? Yeah, that sounds yeah. good to me. Then they go on to say, you can modify the core code oh, and this. add features and new functionality on your own. And I, <laughs> I like the last half of that, but the, it's, the, it's the modify the core code part I that think, I have a problem with. Yeah, I think they meant to say extend. Yeah. I think they were trying to say that, uh, you know, it's a powerful solution that you can extend and... <laughs> Extend all of the core bits. So I, I had like I had a conversation with with uh, Kevin Schrader um, yeah. on on Twitter about it, and and he contends that well you, you know actually you need to modify the core code in order to submit a pull request for Magento two and like you know duh um, he's completely oh, right. right about that and I think so on GitHub maybe this this statement makes sense and maybe some clarity around there would be fine, but the problem is if you Google the statement, like with, you know, with uh, double quotes, um, this actually shows up, this 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 uh, this sentence shows up twice on the Magento.com site, and both are in reference to downloading existing versions of Magento. You've one. done some serious sleuthing on this. I, I don't know why. I don't know why, <laughs> but like, when I see stuff like this, it just bothers me. Yeah, I like it. Uh, anyway. Google stalking Magento. <laughs> so... <laughs> So I had, a, I had a great conversation with uh, Elena Leonova, who's uh, Magento 2 product manager yeah. um, out of Kiev, or, or Kiev, I think is what they want me to say. Um, it's amazing, like, I no, they'd never correct you, but they continue to say Kiev while you're saying Kiev. Right. And, which is funny, because my, my brother-in-law used to work for a Jaguar dealership, um, and he... He he would say Jaguar. I think he's like legal, <laughs> legally obligated to say Jaguar. <laughs> Is that how they say it? They do. They have to say Jaguar. <laughs> when you when, they, when you walk into the dealership, they're like, "Welcome to Jaguar," and I'm like, "Where am I?" 
Um, Did I just get transported into like some <laughs> European like <laughs> alternate universe or something? Oh, it's amazing. There's uh, anyway. So uh, so Elena, she she she's very open to what my suggestion would be, and I said something along the lines of what you said. You know, it's it's extendable. Um, you can you have access to to view all of the core code, like something to that effect. Yeah, like I, I think you know, I don't know. Maybe I'm. It's 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 probably pedantic of me to to harp on one sentence. Very like very pedantic. Please don't make core modifications in Magento. Um, please don't do that. <laughs> just don't do it. Um, just say no. Exactly. Jinx. Yeah. Um, speak. You know. Um, speaking. You mentioned Kevin. Uh, he's 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 incredible. Like I talked with him for a little bit. At Imagine, and he's like. Scary genius level smart. Like he, re, like he, every single random topic we talked about, he's like, oh yeah, I just read a book on that, and he like reads like tons of books, and he's like a musician, and really obviously. Oh, he's really like an incredible developer. Musician. Have you ever yeah. heard of stuff? It's insane. I did. He, he mentioned um, uh, an album. I think he's published a couple albums, and I, I looked one of them up, and uh, I think I did. Uh, Listen to one of them for a little bit on his on his website. I think he plays. Does he play? Is it guitar that he plays? Yeah, he plays or I think guitar. He plays a bunch of instruments. Yeah, he's like he's a he's yeah. a very shredder. I've I've yeah. tried very. So he, he's I, really fun. Guy. I'm a musician as well, and like I've tried to to hook up with him in in Bim Marks. I have this like this dream of mine where yep. it's like a recurring dream, um, which I you know I it's Ben Marks plays drums. So I was like, Ben's on drums, you know, and uh, oh, yeah. I'm 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 playing guitar, but I'm you know I'm backing up Kevin because Kevin's the real guitar player. Right. <laughs> uh, and this is like really creepy, but that's I have this I have this. Dude, yeah, no, that's amazing. We need a bassist. We need a Magento community bassist. Okay, there you have it. Any Magento community bassists? The announcement has gone. <laughs> For our Magento band that nobody has asked me to start that I'm now starting. You guys could all rock some bright orange shirts. And <laughs> yes, please. Color your hair orange or something, something cool like that. That'd be fantastic. I have magento shoes I could wear. Yep. Uh, yeah, uh, cool. But Kevin Schrader, you should follow him on Twitter. Um, yeah, definitely. KP Schrader. Uh, KP Schrader. It's KP. How does it go? It's K P S C H R A D E. Yeah, um, Twitter. I've actually been a fan of his since um, I used to follow his blog when he was still with Zend. Oh, cool. um, so it's quite a quite a huge hire for for Magento to bring him in. And yeah. if you don't know him, he's really really awesome. Uh, I love anybody whose Twitter description of themselves says that they're a global domination theoretician. It's <laughs> 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 <This is> classic. <laughs> classic Kevin. Yeah. Um, great. Great guy, though. Uh, give him a follow, and uh, yeah. I remember he. I don't remember this, but I think it was uh, I don't know, maybe six months ago or something. He would tweet like he would like rapid fire tweet RFCs. Yes. <laughs> so he would like, and and the funny thing is that I was. I mean, I didn't even I didn't even consider that it could possibly be automated. Um, I think when we when we talked, 
correct me if I'm wrong, Kevin, I'm pretty sure he said he had it linked up to an RSS feed or something. I don't know. But I was like, this guy is unbelievable. Like, just... Like, <laughs> and every once in a while, I'd click through on one, and I'd be okay, i got to read a couple of these. Like, this dude is, like, you know, this dude is, like, on top of all of RFC. So I'd go in, and I'd, like, read, like, 3% of an RFC, you know, that was, like, 80 pages long. I'd be like, <laughs> You're like, this guy just flies through them. <laughs> He's like Johnny Five. He's like, need more internet. Right, right. right. <laughs> That's that was funny. Yeah, um, so I think he stopped the, the RFC tweets. <laughs> well, it's a shame because I found some really cool stuff. Yeah. Kevin, re-enable them or, or create like a, 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 a new Twitter feed for it. That'd be like really weird. Like it, it'd have one follower. I'd be the only follower. <laughs> Actually, it'd have a lot of followers. There's like a lot of spam accounts that follow me. Um, yeah. Cool. So, so what have you been working yeah. on? Well, uh, I've been well. I've been so I've been working on. Um, do we want to limit it to development stuff, or do we want to talk about just? Well, I think at some point, like I, I mean, it could be whatever you want. Yeah. I mean, what are you yeah. working on? But I, I, you know, this is a magenta podcast. Yeah. Well, I've been. Um, Working on my backyard. No, I'm just kidding. I uh, <laughs> I have actually been I've been trying to figure that out, but that's that sounds like that'd be a really great that's a that's a great um, like that's a great uh, name for a, a JavaScript uh, library backyard.io for a band. Like you should. Yeah, that's actually really. That's you guys can have that. It's a free band name. <laughs> backyard.io. When the when the band name start when the when the dot io naming scheme starts to get into the to the band names then <laughs> you know, then you will know the end is near. <laughs> um, no, so I've been doing uh, I've been working on uh, some marketing stuff for for MageMail. So I've been trying to work on an explainer video, and I've been trying to. Uh, that's hard. Like, explainer videos are crazy. Um, and uh, they they're very expensive. I don't know. You've probably seen like a bunch. Oh yeah, I've seen them. There's like a bunch of. And, yeah, that's the one I've seen. Yeah. You see, you know, you see some cool video for thirty seconds. You're oh, that's nifty. You didn't realize it cost ten thousand dollars. Like they're <laughs> yeah, they'll cost five. Like um, they'll cost like five grand for like you know like a like a pretty nice one. If you want like a really nice one, you know, they'll be like ten grand or something. So. Um, actually, this is a good time for us to mention the Buzz Lab. Um, oh yeah, they they do the audio and visuals for Magento Imagine, and they've done a bunch of explainer videos for uh, web shop apps yeah, and web shop. Ton of other people. Um, yeah. So I can't quite afford them yet, but when I can, <laughs> it's going to be awesome. <laughs> but uh, so I've been looking into some different options to do that. Yeah. Oh, this other this other uh, cool feature that actually w was um, for MageMail that was suggested to me by a by a customer was um, wish list reminders. So if somebody has something in their wish list. Oh, nice. Been for a while or something. But also, um, if the stock gets low on that item, so somebody wish listed an item and now the stock is low, boom, you hit them with an email. Say, wow. Hey, emails, right. Mind blown! You just blew my mind. Yeah, so that that was that was kind of neat. Um, and yeah, 
that was that was fun. It's um, it wasn't actually too hard to build. I mean, you just query on the inventory table, query on the wish list table. The one thing that was a little tricky was that um, <clears throat> the so the way, and I think enterprise my enterprise has like support for multiple wish lists, right? Right. That's one of the enterprise features. Um, but probably even with that, and I haven't looked too deeply into that uh, table structure yet. But but uh, with community, certainly, like you have one wish list, and and whether you wish list ten items today or you wish list five items last month and five items today, they're all in the same wish list. Mm. So the only tricky thing was figuring out how to break out wish listed items like by month or something like that, so that you're not you know, sending 10 emails in a row to somebody about, so that you can kind of batch them together. Yeah, I mean, after some period of time, you know, an item in your wish list doesn't mean anything anymore. Yeah. Like, I, I, I think I put, like, an iPhone 3GS in my Amazon wish list, like, four years ago. Right, right. Not, it's not relevant anymore. That right. means nothing to me. Right. <laughs> the brick. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, and then that's the thing, is you, you have to, uh, you got to hit them at the right time, you know? Right. If you wait four years, you're, it's, you've missed your, <laughs> your shot. <laughs> four years is the window. <laughs> four years is the window of opportunity for yeah. a wish list. Like, if four years in one day, it's no longer relevant. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, so that's some, what I've been working on. What, what have you been working on? So, I, it's interesting. Um, I, I mentioned last week we've got a few builds kind of happening all at once. Um, and... Uh, I always love starting on a new build from scratch. Uh, mm. So uh, we've got two uh, Magento uh, 1.14 um, uh, nice. builds that we're doing right now, which is really interesting to kind of get into the the responsive web design framework that's uh, that's new to uh, to Magento. Yeah. And uh, you know, every time we we go a little deeper, or we try to do something else. It's just uh, it's amazing how much like thought and care has gone into it, and it's really actually very impressive. Um, and and so serious shout out to the folks at Magento and and Classy Llama and and everyone who is involved in that in, in the creation of that. And I really I hope that there's some way to translate the, this work to Magento too, because yeah. it's it's so important um, to you know to not have skills that are temporal. Um, and like I'm building all these skills right now. <laughs> I've got I've got developers that are learning this this framework, and I think it'll continue to be relevant for a few years, um, yeah. no, no matter when Magento two lands. But um, it's just it's it was it's just so well done, um, and I'm 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 just very impressed with it. Yeah, did um, yeah did what uh, wasn't um, I I thought that Brendan um, Falkowski was involved in. Well, so was that the... yeah, no, he's de he was definitely involved. I. It's interesting because this this came up on um, the Stack Exchange, uh, the Magento Stack Exchange, as a question, and I sort of theorized how I thought it played out, and and I think I got it pretty close. But Brendan clarified a few a few points. Essentially, uh, the way it, the way it, ha it went down was, uh, Brendan had uh, already basically rewritten all of Magento front end in SAS. Um, and that kind of already had happened, and he'd used it on a couple projects. I think Skinny Ties was one. Maybe he used that on Angry Birds or some some form, some previous form of what yeah. the actual um, RWD framework 
currently is. It, it started with Brendan, and then uh, uh, I, I don't know. There's some 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 confusion, at least on my part, on on how the whole you know they they talked about Imagine when they launched um, that framework. Um, there was this whole we used it on the 3M website. You know, right. 3M has a shop.3M build, and it's the first uh, example of this. But um, as as time kind of has gone on, it sounds like that that, that may or may not be the best reference client um, because 3M is very specific. Like, they have their own, you know, they're a massive, talk about multinational conglomerate, they're a massive company, and, you know, they have their own internal style guides and stuff like that that they had to follow. So, mm -hmm. you know, they really couldn't use it to its full extent. Um, mm -hmm. So, so yeah, I think between Brendan and Classy Llama, who's um, a Magento Gold partner in Missouri? Yes. That sounds right. I think Missouri, yeah. Yeah. Um, so they, they worked together to build this, but, you know, Magento, it, it wasn't like they worked in isolation. Magento themselves, you know, there's, there's a bunch of people at Magento, a lot of really smart people at Magento who... Um, who helped to inform the project um, and and really kind of helped to to bring it into fruition. Um, cool. So, and it feels very Magento-like. It's not like it's entirely BEM or anything like that. I mean, there's little touches of of things that kind of make life really easy. You yeah, definitely. Um, you should definitely check it out. Is is clean on one fourteen? No, no, we're uh, we're a couple versions behind okay. and. Uh, yeah, I've been kind of curious to check out the new. Um, I've been really, I've been really curious to check out the new responsive thing. One of the things with us is that we do a lot of thing like there's a lot of things we just do really custom, mm. and we don't always like take advantage of. We don't take advantage of a lot of the Magento features. Um, which, uh, I don't know, I mean, we go for a very, like, simple, like, we don't, for example, we don't have wish lists. Right? We, you, you, we don't have add to, uh, add to wish lists. Um, there's a lot of stuff that we strip down. So we just have, like, a very, very um, simple, um, and we try to go for a very kind of clean, simple, minimal front end. But we use a lot of stuff on the back end. You know, we have a lot of Magento integrations on the back end, and a lot of stuff that we do. Right. Right, um, but but that's really cool that you've been you've been uh, you guys have been digging into that. Yeah, so I, I what I really like about it just to to kind of say I I really I, I just love how it it feels like an actual evolution, and it doesn't feel like it was haphazardly thrown together. Now here's here's I there are probably people who are listening to this right now who are screaming at me saying you know that there was not a lot of consideration. For internationalization, um, with mm -hmm. with the new theme in particular, um, the Madison Island theme, um, and a lot of things are not translated or even considered or implemented in in the respons responsive framework. And my 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 answer to that is, you know, I think it's the eighty twenty rule. It covers eighty percent of what we need. Yeah. And, and and you know, we're all smart developers, and I know that nobody wants to have to own the responsibility of building this thing, but I mean, let's all face it, for the last six or seven years, that's what we've been doing. Magento doesn't have documentation. Yeah. Like, we've been we've been doing a lot of stuff as a community. We don't even have a podcast. Like, I mean, we, we, had to go and, <laughs> we had to go and make a podcast. We had to go and do that, all by ourselves. Oh, man. Yeah, no, so I, 
Oh, yeah, I thought it was. I remember when it first came out, and I heard some people say, "Oh, you know, it doesn't have support for you know this particular screen kind of deep in the my account section, which is probably a lower you know trafficked screen returns sure. or something sure. like that." And what I thought to myself was like, "Look, man, like they're shipping, right? They shipped a nice, responsive theme. Yep, they got it out, and it's like." What people are always complaining about is, oh, they're too slow. Oh, they're too slow. You know, they're not getting stuff out, right? And I thought it was great that they would get something out with 80% of the functionality there. I mean, it could um, be even 95. I, I don't know what the actual number is. Yeah. I mean, yeah, and and whatever it is. But I just thought, like, to, like it's like there's there's kind of no – I mean, I think it's not productive to complain about that when – you know, the most important thing by far is that 80, 90, 95% of the stuff is out there. There's a solid foundation that you can build on. Um, so I tell you, I'm, I'm, I'm right there with you. I mean, I think it's like you, you can't have your cake and eat it, right? You can't complain that, oh, they didn't get every single thing done and then also complain when things are slow. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I don't know. It's I think haters are going to hate. And, uh, you know, not to, not to minimize what, you know, other people's developer frustrations because I'm, I'm there and I've been, I've been very frustrated at times. Uh, but let's look at it for what it is. It, it covers, you know, the bare bones are there that you could really roll most of that yourself and, um, and contribute it back to the community. Uh, I, they've done a fantastic job is, I think, what I'm trying to say. And I'm, I, I didn't, you know, because I only have heard, uh, you know, people kind of complaining, the people that are uh, implementing it, you know, I've heard some of their complaints, and they're all very valid. I'm not saying they're not valid, but um, I'm, I'm actually quite impressed uh, at how, how well done it is, and um, I'm, really, cool. I'm looking forward to these to these builds. We've only just started, so it'll be a couple months, but, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to when these launch, because I think um, we're able to do things now that we just could not do before. Hey, there's a soundbite for you, Magento. <laughs> we're able to do things now that we just couldn't do before because the the CSS was kind of a mess. And now is is so is it is it using SAS? Yeah. Okay, that's cool. And it's it's actually helped us to to step forward, you know, technologically because you know we need things like you know precompilers now, and yeah. um, so it's it's you know helping us push the envelope and, and be See, a little bit awesome. more yeah you know, a little more integrated in how we do things like you know setting up gulp tasks and, and yeah. setting up, you know, getting all these things, you know, the engineering stuff that we want to do, but we've just not had time or, or the impetus to put into place. Yeah. So and this is helping us. Yeah, I mean, that's that's where they really should be is to where they're pushing, well, it could be both directions, but when they're pushing the developer community forward with um, different, um, you know, types of technologies, that, they're, not, they're not exactly cutting edge right now, but... Uh, well, they're not bleeding edge or anything like that, but they're definitely moving, you know, some developers and community forward. That's that's great. You know, that's what they should be doing. Yeah. Uh, great. So, so I think we should kind of just get into the meat of it here, because uh, we had I, I have a big topic that I wanted us to cover. Cool. Um, and uh, and really, I, I'm not really sure how this came up. I think you, you tweeted something out not too long ago. I mean, you know, it might have been really top of mind for me because we've been doing a lot of hiring lately. Oh, if you're a Magento developer and you're looking for a job, go to somethingdigital.com and send us an email. Um, yeah, dude, you should you should actually... I'm getting a little feedback in, but you should actually give a little uh, advertisement for 
for you guys for hiring. Yeah, I, I just think we what we really need is uh, is you know we want to we're on a, a mission right now to hire uh, juniors and train them up, and so I you know I'm really passionate about uh, you know teaching and training, and uh, I really am excited to to watch people grow, and I love I live for that like light bulb moment, and so and so yeah we're we're, we're doing that right now. We've got a few juniors that are starting in our in our something digital incubator. Um, if you will, and then we're 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 gonna take those. You know, we I I've got a like sort of a ninety day plan to get people certified. Um, that we're that's awesome. Yeah, so we're trying to fast track that. But if if you are a, a developer of of any sort um, and you want to know more about Magento and you're looking for a job in New York City or 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 maybe you're elsewhere, maybe we can talk about that. But yeah, give us a give us a ring. But anyway, um, so so we're doing a lot of hiring and and uh, but I I keep speaking to people. Um, you know, who have been working with Magento for one or two years, and they may not even be certified. And it, it's really unfortunate that the story that I keep hearing over and over again is that I I feel like the the developer salaries in our industry are becoming uh, overinflated because there's such a demand and there's such a lack of supply of developers. And mm -hmm. and so the thing that's really concerning to me is that we're in a bubble, and uh, so that's that's not to say that you know uh, in a technology industry you shouldn't be paying top dollar for top tier talent, but I, I think even even the expectation of you know I I I think there's just the expectation is too high, especially for people coming in, you know, with only a couple years of experience, real working experience in in Magento, it, the, uh, or maybe I'm out of touch. I don't know. Um, uh, but I just I, I get recruiter spam. You get it. I know you do. Yeah. Um, and I get recruiter emails all the time, and they're just listing these uh, exorbitant salary requirements. And I, I I what I hate to see happen to people is you know maybe that's sustainable for a couple years in our industry while Magento is gaining market share. But I just don't think it's sustainable in the long term. And the bottom will fall out eventually. It it's fallen out in in other industries like telecom. You know, I, I 15 years ago, nobody was doing Cisco VoIP, and you know, you could find developers making 150 grand, um, yeah. you know, with like a three-week training under their belts. Um, right. Eventually, the industry catches up, and and developers get, you know, trained and certified, and you'll have a critical mass there. Um, and eventually, those those salaries dry up and go away, and it becomes more commoditized. You can see it in other industries like graphic design, you know, people used to be able to command, you know, nobody knew how to use Photoshop and they'd command huge salaries if you were really good at Photoshop and now mm -hmm. Photoshop's being used in middle school. So mm -hmm. it, it took 20 years to happen but it's going to happen eventually. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I mean all of that, all of that reasoning sounds uh, reasonable <laughs> and I mean you're, you're, you're pointing to specific examples where, where it's happened and I think it definitely could happen, but but even just with development in general, I mean, forgetting about Magento or e-commerce specifically, just development in general has been around for a long time, and you could point to some examples and say it's already been commoditized. You could say, you know, there's already $5 developers, right? But I almost think people in the last... I don't know. I think in the in you know ten years, in the last ten years, or from from fifteen years ago to five years ago, 
the whole world was beginning to was like, oh my gosh, we can do development for five dollars an hour. Let's do it. Yeah. And then they all realized it didn't work. Um, and forget five dollars an hour, even twenty dollars an hour offshore, thirty dollars an hour, and they're realizing that you can get more bang for your buck paying somebody um, you know, a lot more than that um, that knows what they're doing. And I think there's also people, I mean, I, I think it, there's also people that charge a lot of money and they still don't know what they're doing. So it, I it's think not, that's where my frustration lies, is that I, I really don't know that the people that are, I, I, I think that the, the playing field right now has been kind of equalized in that anybody who says they can do Magento is is able to, you know, is trying to snag the same same wages as the person actually does Magento and does it well. Yeah, I mean, you would know obviously more about that than me because you do a lot more hiring. My, my um, or maybe for some reason you're just getting certain types of leads that are weird, um, which it doesn't, I'm sure that's not the case. But I, I, I mean, I feel, I almost feel like the trend is going the other direction because think about Magento certification. I mean, the right. whole reason that that started was to deal with this problem of people saying that they knew how to do Magento and they didn't. Yeah, don't you feel though that there's there are people who are certified that you're not sure how the, they ever got certified? How in the world did they manage to, No, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> That's a whole separate podcast topic, I think. Yeah. But you're right, you're right. Yeah, I mean, there's this guy, Phil, and he has like five certifications. <laughs> it's not five, and, it's four. He, okay, he has four, and I'm sure there's no way, no. He, uh, I, yeah, I don't know. I mean, there's more and more. I mean, there's pro how many? There's probably like a couple thousand now. So the last slide that I saw from from the beginning of this year, it was before Imagine, or it might have been at Imagine. They said that there's over 2,500 certified developers worldwide. Yeah. Um, actually, you know, I should figure it out at some point. I, I public developers, it was over 2,000 at one point yeah. because I I have a a module on my GitHub, a composer. Yeah app that like downloads them and gives you some data on them. Yeah. Well, I mean, my whole, my thing that I think is interesting about developer salaries and stuff is that like the whole thing of that, you know, a highly productive developer can easily be ten to, not twice as productive as a let's say a regular developer, um, but ten times. Right? It's just it's um with in development it's just like that. Like if you're a highly developed highly productive developer, you can be Ten times, but you're not going to get paid ten times as much. You might get paid fifty percent more, um, right. maybe hundred percent more if you're lucky. So, and I think whereas like in sales, if you're ten times as productive as the next guy, you're going to get paid ten times as much because it's easy to attribute the income to the salesperson. Whereas, right. and it's easy to measure productivity. Whereas with developers, it's like virtually impossible. To measure productivity, you know, you can you can try to count lines of code. That gets very problematic. You can try and count, <laughs> yeah. you know, bugs submitted. You can do certifications, but like you're saying, even that can be problematic. Although they've probably done a, the best imaginable job they could with the Magento certification. Um, so I think if if you are bringing two hundred thousand, three hundred thousand dollars of value. Um, that's great if you can actually get paid that much, or 150, or 100, whatever the number is. Right. But I think you're right. It's almost impossible to measure. And and sure, you could have somebody who's really should only get be getting paid 50 or 60, and they're asking for 100 just because they were able to pass some tests and they really don't know that much about it. 
So it's, and this is why I think it's a conundrum. Um, I, I don't, it, obviously not solvable. Um, I think the, the market will solve the problem for us eventually, but I, I feel like at some point I want to tell young developers, hey, you should get into Magento because there aren't a lot of people in this space. It's a great way to, to become, you know, like multi-practice, like get, get your hands dirty in a lot of different areas and, and not get like, you know, uh, you go to these large corporations and you may only ever deal with, you know, one facet of API integrations ever. Right. And this is a great way to be very well-rounded. So part of me wants to say, you know, part of that draw is to say, hey, and Magento developers get paid way more than regular senior PHP developers. Right. But that's, you know, I, I just, I can't do that with good, with good conscience because I feel like at some point that will equalize. And, and uh, so, you know, suffice it to say, I, I, I don't know that it's a solvable problem. I, I guess I see it this way, because you mentioned, you know, maybe a developer gets paid more here or over there. I, I see it as there's two different types of companies in the tech sector that we're in. There are companies who are services companies, yeah, like, uh, uh, you know, something digital. Like, we provide professional services, and yeah. we sell a finite product, and that's people's time. So you're paying for a portion of somebody's time in a, in a business week. Um, and and that's a finite, limited resource. We we don't have you. You can't just you know. We'd have to hire more people to have more product. Whereas, you know, there's other companies out there who like extension companies um, or or extension providers that are product companies and yeah. they sell products and they can market themselves in a particular way. And if they sell more product, then they get more money. They don't necessarily need to hire more people to get the more money. Whereas, you know, if you're a services company, you do. So yeah. it really troubles me, you know, I, I think maybe at a product company you can get away with, with you know, maybe overpaying salary just to, or, you know, paying more than, you know, the, the, next, the next company, uh, specifically just to uh, attract talent, mm -hmm. and I think that's totally okay. Uh, but I don't know for a services company if that's sustainable because at some point, you know, your, your margins are already so small because mm -hmm. people are expensive. <laughs> hiring, yeah. people, hiring people is, is an expensive proposition, and hire, retaining that talent is also expensive. Um, and it's even tougher in Magento, where you only have a couple thousand certified developers to, to choose from, and yeah. you know they're all, you're, they're all uh, employed probably right now. And so really it becomes a, a game of, well, that's why we just stopped. Like, I, we, we quit trying to look for Magento developers. Like, we've... They're unicorns. We don't exist. You and I actually are so rare. Um, certified developers are very rare. Um, one of a kind. So, so we we just said, hey, we're going to cultivate the talent ourselves. We're going to grow it ourselves, and yeah. and and that's the best we can do. And you know, hopefully, like as we invest in other people, um, yeah. then you know they might feel compelled to invest in us. It's very tough to to get a senior developer. Um, in in this industry, like I've I'm, I usually stay at companies for a very long time, but it's hard to get a senior developer to stick around for more than a couple of years. You know, like yeah. just developers by nature are a little bit fickle, and 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 you know, a great opportunity comes along, and there's a lot of great opportunities out there right now. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of partners who are hiring a lot of people right now, and so you know, it can be very easy to have have your head turned by another opportunity. So you know, rather kind of grow the talent ourselves and get people productive and teach them how we want to do things our way and um, well that seems really smart you know I, I think there's a number of people that are doing that um, I feel like that's what Blue Acorn did yeah yeah 
pretty much, and um, we gotta have we gotta have them on to chat sometime. Um, yeah. But yeah, that that seems like a really smart move, you know. And you know, and then you know, you're contributing back to the ecosystem, and you know, investing in people, and within a pretty, you know, you that you sounds like you have a really, really nice onboarding plan to get people certified. And you said it was like three months or something like that. Yeah, we're looking, we're trying to do it within ninety days. Yeah. So you train them up quick. I mean, that sounds awesome. You know. I think it sounds awesome. I'll, I'll let you know how, how successful we are. <laughs> yeah, let us know how it goes. <laughs> cool. Um, so let's just quick hit extension of the week. Okay, quick uh, uh, lightning round extension of the week. Um, so Magento, it's, I think it's called Enhanced Admin Grids. And um, Magento Enhanced Admin Grids. And it... Uh, it does some kind of funny stuff, some rewrites, some automatic rewrites that are kind of crazy. So, you know, buyer beware. It's free. But uh, <laughs> it, it basically it lets you customize your back-end grids. So you can go into your order grid and you can, um, you can add shipping method or payment method or customer email or something like that. And, uh, yeah, so it's kind of cool. So they, I just noticed that there was this issue where I was pulling in the email uh, into the order grid, but it wasn't populating right because it was looking at the wrong field or something. So I was going to go fix it. And then I looked, and they had an updated version that had that fixed. So I just updated, nice. and it worked. It was like one of those perfect moments, you know, where exactly what you need happens to have been fixed by somebody else, and it works perfectly, and you're just happy. Is that on GitHub? I think it is, yeah. Yeah, we'll, we'll link it up. I almost said uh, Magento. Magento <laughs> Enhanced Admin Grids. Yeah. Is that what it's called? Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. You had and, another one. Yeah, the other one was Fumin uh Advan I think it's called Advanced Promotions by by Fumin and they've been around forever. One of my uh Magemail customers that I'm in their admin from time to time has it and that's how I noticed it. And uh they have I think they have a ton of features, but the one feature that I love is that you can go into a sale, a shopping cart price rule and you can like copy it. You can duplicate a rule. Um, so if you've done, if you're using shopping cart price rules a lot, and you have all sorts of conditions set up on them and stuff like that, and it, every time you create a new one that has a s similar conditions, you have to manually go in and enter all the categories and all the stuff. So to be able to just do a quick uh, duplicate operation is pretty pretty nifty. That's super awesome. Yeah. So those are my two. I know a couple people that would make that that would make life very easy for them. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, and then I wanted to actually introduce a new segment um, called the anti-pattern of the week. Cool. Uh, and it's something that actually kind of came up this week for me. Um, uh, we had to add a, a new top-level navigation item um, that was basically linking to a CMS page, and there's a bunch of ways to do this. And if you Google around, you know what people usually are recommending is is actually creating a a category page so that the the link shows up in navigation and then you create a rewrite for this category and that category <laughs> the rewrite for the category actually um, redirects to your to your uh, CMS page um, but if you need a static CMS page link in the top um, navigation I think that that's a little silly to be honest with you um, and it could create a lot of uh, confusion uh, for people in the future who have to uh, who have to work with that, like they have no idea what's going on. Uh, it's a category, but it's not a category. When I click on it, like 
you know. Also, if you delete that category or make it inactive, then the link's going to disappear in your top nav. So um, the right way to do it, um, uh, contrary to what everybody on the internet is telling you, um, <laughs> you, can, <laughs> you can actually, uh, you can extend um, uh, something. I created a module for this called Featured Category, uh, which I'm, I'm planning on trying to open source um, here, but uh, it's still in development. Uh, we're, almost, we're almost done with it. Um, uh, but essentially, uh, you can actually reuse the, the top links. Um, there's a top links block, and top links block has the ability to, it has a method called add links, which can be uh, used in XML layout. And mm -hmm. so add links will actually add a static link into the top links block and then render it out almost like a core text list block. Anyway, so all I did was I did a get child HTML call immediately after the the top nav um, uh, uh, get child HTML call and essentially it was just calling a new version of that block that I created um, mm -hmm. and so I don't I'm not getting the top links that you would get for like um, in in the in the new RWD theme there it's a drop down that has like a little icon for your like my account and cart and wish list and stuff like that but right. so I'm not getting it getting any of those links because it's a brand new instance of that but you just you it, it's it's pretty interesting like how much reuse you can get out of things that are already built into Magento um, and you don't need to do things like when when you when you go somewhere and somebody's telling you to directly edit the database or that you have to create you know, when there's a, a three-step procedure that involves creating a catalog URL rewrite to redirect something, yeah. you, you're probably going to have a bad time. Yeah, like, that doesn't sound like a fun time. <laughs> so obviously this is, you know, uh, the anti-pattern here would be um, try to keep things as plain and visible as you can when you're developing um, in Magento because somebody other than you at some point is going to have to run that thing. Yeah. And, and the anti-pattern here is just it's not clear what's going on and it, and it could cause you know problems for the store, problems for you later on down the line when somebody else has to administrate it. That's great. Um, I, if, if I get to open source that in the next week or two, I'll add it in the show notes. All right. Very nice. All right. Very nice. Hey, good job. We, that's episode two. That's it. It's we're right. getting good at this thing. Yeah, we're, we're getting quick. So tweet us, uh, tweet us uh, at uh, at Phil Winkle and uh, at Kaylin Jordan, and uh, and hit us up on iTunes. Subscribe on iTunes, and uh, until next time. All right, thanks, guys. <laughs> All right, man. Bye.